You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. As I'm speaking to you right now, I'm remembering to open my mouth. What does that even mean? That means that when you open your mouth more when you talk, you happen to enunciate. And I'm not going to lie to you. I have an issue with mumbling. I don't know. Maybe you've noticed it here on the podcast. But if you haven't, I'm doing a pretty, pretty good job at hiding it because I do mumble from time to time. It's something I get from my dad. And so I watched a TikTok maybe a few months ago, and it said, if you want to prevent yourself from mumbling too much, just open up your mouth a little bit more when you talk. And what do you know? It worked instantly. That's all you have to do. It sounds obvious, like, well, yeah, that's what you do if you don't mumble. But if you're just more conscious of that fact of just opening up your mouth a little bit more when you talk, you won't be mumbling. So if you are a person who mumbles, there you go. There's your there's your first tip of the episode. Take it with you. See what it does for you. Okay, today's episode, seven qualities of a highly attractive man. Originally, this was going to be titled The Seven Habits of a Highly Attractive Man. But as I started to make this list, I realized that this was more qualities than it was habits. Although there are some things that you can make into habits that you can do to start to have these qualities. Maybe we'll go over some habits, but not every single one of these I'm going to be discussing in the habit sense, more of the quality. So what does this man look like? And I'm telling you right now, if you were to take all seven of these qualities and start to implement some practices to become this man, maybe you have some of these, maybe there's some you're working on, but if you were to nail down every single one of these, you were going to get yourself to a place where you are more attractive than you've ever been. It's a guarantee. Now, I get a lot of guys who comment on my social media and they they say, you know, here are the qualities you need. Be tall, be rich, be good looking. That's the three and you're off to the races. Hey, listen, I can't lie to you. If you are rich, if you are tall, if you are good looking, if you have all those things, we'll throw an even status in there, right? Someone who has a big influence, whether you're a celebrity or you have a large following on social media, yeah, all those things, you're going to you're going to rock out. Absolutely. But not everyone has all four of those things. So what are you supposed to do? What if you're a guy who's not tall, who's not good-looking, who's not rich and who doesn't have status? Are you screwed? No pun intended. Um no, you're not. A lot of the red pill and black pill communities, if you know what that is, if you don't, you can look it up. But if you know what I'm talking about, those are communities that pretty much say you got to have those things. And if you don't, you're you're dead in the water. But it's just not true. It's not true. That's that's the incel talk. Incel, involuntary celibate. They don't choose to not have sex. They just are not able to. But listen, if you want to go that route, that's totally fine. I got guys over here on the Trip Advice side. I got guys over in Trip's Corner. I got guys in the Trip Advice Accelerator coaching program who 
are learning all the qualities, characteristics, and behaviors of an attractive man without having to be super tall and super good looking who are able to attract the kinds of women that they want. How are they doing that? How is that possible that they're doing that without being super tall, good looking, rich, and have status? Well, it's about these qualities, ones that I'm going to be talking about today. One does have to do a little bit with finances. That's going to be the last one, which I'll go into, but it's not necessarily someone who's super rich, okay? So you have to understand that as a man, in terms of attraction, women are attracted to everything, okay? So bear with me here. Women are attracted to everything. It all matters. So yes, your height, your finances, your status, your behavioral qualities, they all matter to some degree. But here's the good news is that if you're working on as many as you possibly can, all you're going to do is increase the volume of women that, that will be attracted to you. So let's focus on what we can control. Let's not give up because you hear a bunch of guys, anonymous dudes on the internet say a bunch of stuff. And hopefully if you're like, I don't know what he's talking about, good. That's probably for the best. You don't need to know about that negative talk that you see on comments and TikToks and Instagram reels and YouTube videos and all that stuff. I can only imagine what some of those comments might be if there was commenting on a podcast. So think about that. That's important. Now let's go into what the qualities are. So in no specific order, number one, risk taker. You have to be a risk taker if you want to be an attractive man. So taking risks is something that is going to kind of apply to all these different areas of your life. Now, when you hear risk taker, you're probably thinking of someone like Evil Knievel who, you know, rides a motorcycle and and jumps like 10 cars in the air with his motorcycle. That's not what I mean. Although, hey, if you are that guy, you're probably going to be very attractive to women. (laughs) So on the extreme end, extreme risk takers who do dangerous stunts, sure, that is definitely going to be attractive, but that's not what I'm talking about for you, uh, you know, listener who, who lives in wherever you live, who's not riding motorcycles at, you know, 120 miles per hour, okay? But what I mean is, you need to have a a part of you that does take risks. So where would you be taking risks? Well, you'd be taking risks in, for example, approaching a woman, right? That's a risk. They might not think consciously, wow, this guy came over to me. He's taking a risk. Therefore, I'm attracted to him. It's not going to be that literal, but you are a guy who's basically saying you're confident and women are going to be attracted to that. Guys who take risks are more attractive generally. Now, they have to be calculated risks, of course. I got to have a disclaimer here. This doesn't mean like you go to Vegas and you go, I am a risk taker, and you put 50 grand on black on roulette. Um, That's just a, a person who has a gambling addiction. You're not a risk taker at that point. But everyone in life, in order to succeed, if you'd like to succeed, has to take some sort of risk. So maybe that's taking some sort of risk with your career. As an entrepreneur, I've taken many risks. I've had to take a lot of risks over the years. 
Specifically, starting TripAdvice was a big risk because you never know. There's no there's no guarantees in life. You don't know if something's going to work out or not, but at least it was calculated. Although it's funny, I look back when I was 26 and I started it, 25, 26 years old, and I was like, damn, the ball's on that kid. But thank God he did it because look where we are today. But anyway, back to you, risk taker. So risks taking is going to be pushing your pushing your limits, doing things that are scary, but you know are going to be good for you in the long run. Men who, who don't take risks, who play the safe route too much, well, as they say, high risk, high reward, low risk, low reward. So where in your life do you think you can be taking more risks to have more reward? Calculated risks. Is it your career? Is it with women? Is it putting yourself out there to make friends? You know, I like to think of where are the areas where you're afraid of getting rejected? That's usually an area where it's some sort of risk. You're putting yourself out there. So it's not easy. Some of these are not going to be that easy, but it's going to be what's going to be making you a more attractive person. Where could you be taking more risks? And if you're someone who's already doing that, who's pushing themselves to their, their full potential, then there you are, right? Here's a risk I took five years ago was with Megan. Megan was an employee of one of my friends. And I met her on a video shoot because my friend owns a dance studio and Megan used to work at that dance studio. And it wasn't like a massive risk, but either way, it was a risk. And I want you to take little risks, medium risks, and big risks when it makes sense. So I would say this is like a little to medium risk is I took the risk of flirting and grabbing the number of and asking out my friend's employee. That's a little bit of a risk. It would be really easy and you can take, I could have taken the easy way out and said, oh, you know what? I don't want to do that because what happens if I ask my friend about it and then she's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be asking out my employees. And what if she got mad about that? What if I got rejected and now it's weird because now I I try to ask this this person out and then I come back to the studio and it's awkward or I see her around and it's awkward and she knows my friend. And again, n- nothing too crazy, but hey, there's a little bit of risk involved, but I went for it. Cut to now, I'm happily married to uh, an amazing woman. So I'm glad I took that risk. Are there any opportunities where you could be taking that risk? By the way, guys, calculated risk. So if you're like, trips right. There's this girl at my work and we're friends and I've always wanted to ask her out and I'm going to do it. Well, that's not a very calculated risk because it's not a good idea to be trying to ask out your coworkers or your boss or the woman uh, that works under you who you have a crush on. Okay, so that's that's not risk taking. That's just not a smart idea. So you have to be able to tell the difference between is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? And how do you do that? Well, you calculate the risk and you say, okay, what are all the things that could happen if I asked my manager out or my coworker out? What are the pros? What are the cons? And if you were to lie out that risk, it would, it would not be good. So just FYI. Okay, that's risk taker. I want to keep moving. We got six more to go and they're all equally as important. 
Next one, purposeful. Purposeful. So what does that mean? That's a quality that I believe and I've seen that when a man has this, he becomes way more attractive. Purposeful, and I, I like this is I like these qualities because they're all kind of broad, which is good, right? Purposeful is something that should be taken in consideration in all the different areas of your life. So everything should have a purpose. Very, very, very rarely should you be doing things without any purpose. So what are some examples of this? Well, let's, well, we've been talking about your work. Let's talk about your work. Are you purposeful at work? Is your job something that's purposeful? Or are you just not really loving what you do and you're just kind of floating by and you're not taking any risks? See how they kind of connect a little bit. You know, you're not really doing much. You don't really have purpose in your life. Or maybe there's no purpose in your week. One thing I'm trying to work on is having more purpose in my year. I'm just starting that. And I, I feel like I've, I've got room for growth there. Like I want to be more purposeful in my year. Like what does my year look like? I'm really good at knowing what my week looks like and what my month looks like. It gets a little iffy when it gets to the quarterly. And then when it gets to a year, I don't know. So meeting, where's your purpose? In what ways can you be more purposeful with your actions? And how can you integrate this more into your life? So a purposeful year, for example, might be saying, okay, in 2023, I want it to be all about moving careers. Or I want 2023 to be all about gaining or losing more weight. I want 2023 to be all about getting a girlfriend. Because you know what happens when you're more purposeful? You end up taking more deliberate actions, right? It's like goals. I would say purposeful is almost like AKA goals, having things in mind. So if you have goals, you're doing things with purpose. If you have financial goals, you're going to be doing things to make more, save more. If you have girls with uh, girls, goals with getting girls, you're going to have times when you're going to be going out, approaching women, working in a coaching program. See how I fit that in there real, real nicely. You're going to be going out and getting photos for your online dating profile. Like wherever your goals are, you're going to be more purposeful. What women don't like, and also what's going to be bad for you in the long run, is just skating by life. You don't want to be skating by. I mean, listen, you can. I'm just going to sit here and warn you what that might look like. When you're skating by, it doesn't end up putting you in a place where you're going to be happy in the, in the upcoming years. In fact, you might be very depressed. Something might be wrong with you now that's not leading you to that place of being purposeful, but small goals lead to big goals. So where can you make little actions, little promises to yourself that can lead to bigger ones if you're in a real big rut? Think about where in your life can you be more purposeful? And if it overwhelms you to think, oh my God, I got to be purposeful in my day, in my week, in my month, in my quarter, in my, in my, in my year, in my 10 years, oh, I can't do all this. You don't need to. You don't need to do all of it. You need to start really slow. Here's a great way to do it. Where could you be more purposeful tomorrow? 
How can you plan your day a little bit tomorrow? So by the time you go to bed tomorrow night, you go, damn, that was a good day. I'll tell you, there are days that go by that I'll, I'm not going to lie, I don't have much purpose in it. I just kind of do the things that I'm doing. And sometimes they turn out good. Sometimes they turn out okay. Very seldomly, they, they don't turn out well, but you know, it's fine. But then there's some days. Today, for example, today's a very purposeful day for me. Like last night I go, okay, what do I need to make tomorrow awesome? Literally, I said that to myself last night. What are the few things I need to get done tomorrow that will make tomorrow awesome? One of them was creating some podcasts. And I had a little mini to-do list, nothing crazy, just a few things that I know, okay, I need to get these things done. That needs to get done. Okay, great. So I'm on my way and I plan on accomplishing it. And if I do, it's going to be, it's going to feel successful. Why? Because it was purposeful. Think about that. That's a quality of a highly attractive man. Now you might be thinking, uh, okay, where does this fit into like women exactly? Because we're talking about the qualities of a highly attractive man. So do, do women see a purposeful guy and go, wow? Yeah, the answer is yes, they do. When they see a guy on his mission and his purpose, it's very attractive, whatever that may be. Also, it's all a byproduct. So if you're purposeful in all these areas of your life, you're, if you're trying to be, you know, if you're trying to do things and, and, and have goals and accomplish goals, you're just going to accomplish more things in your life that are going to make you more attractive. So this is one that helps you become more attractive in all the different areas of your life. A guy who has his finances in order, is super confident, has his health in order, has his relationships, friendships in order, his network in order, all those good things. Which is going to lead me to the next quality, which is very tied into purposeful. And I thought, are these two similar? And then I thought, no, they're not. So I had to throw it in there, which is success-oriented. Okay, so success oriented, what does that mean? That means that you are a man who's looking to succeed. Now, this is where it ties into purposeful. If you're a person who's looking to succeed, you're just naturally going to be taking purposeful actions. But again, I thought that they were separate because they are kind of separate qualities as much as they are related, like a, like a brother and sister here, purposeful and successfully oriented. Are you looking towards success? And I want to be careful here because you hear success, it's a vague term, it can mean a lot. And when I throw it out there, it almost sounds like someone who's uber successful and super rich and super connected and super this and that, that, that. Yeah, you can take it that way, but that's not what it has to be. Don't get caught up in all those Instagram videos and pictures you see of guys who are selling you success and they're driving Lambos and doing all this stuff. I'm sure that's great. And listen, if I had a Lambo, I'm sure I'd be taking pictures of it too. Maybe one day I will. But the point is, is that stuff doesn't necessarily mean success. Success is personal to you. What's successful to you? Now, if it's having a Lambo, great. Nothing wrong with that. If it's Losing a little bit of weight, getting some more dates, making a little bit more money, working on your friendships. By the way, do you see how I always bring up the same things? Because I'm bringing up the things that really are part of your life. All these different areas that are part of your life. Really, your, your life is made up by health, wealth, and lifestyle. And your spirituality, 
and your relationships, all those things. That's what makes up your life. So success-oriented. Are you someone who's trying to always be a little bit better every day? Women will like that. They'll be attracted to that. And also, again, like purposeful, you're going to be making decisions in your life that will lead you to the point where better things are happening for your life, health, wealth, appearance, lifestyle, relationships, that are just going to make you more attractive. So these are some of the bigger qualities that help with some of those other more specific qualities. Is this making sense here? I got four more and they're really powerful. So don't go anywhere, okay? Real quick, I do have to mention, because I mentioned earlier, that a lot of guys, they listen to the podcast, they do their absolute best, but it's not always the winning ticket for them. Meaning they want to put it all together They want to have these qualities, be a guy who's getting more dates, be a guy who's more successful with the women. But it's not easy for every single person to do that. You have an opportunity to work with the best coaches in the world over here at TripAdvice that help in all areas of making you your most attractive self, making you a highly attractive man so you can be meeting more women having more choice of women and being able to attract the kinds of women that you've always wanted. I don't know about you, but it was, uh, let's see, I'm 38. So I don't know, 18 years ago, at least maybe 19, maybe even 20 where I just knew that I needed, I, I, I needed, I wanted, I craved the power to be able to have the choice of women. Now, of course, I don't care who you are, yet you're never going to be able to attract every single woman in the world. But you can 10x that. So whatever you're able to attract now, doing whatever you're doing now, 10xing that would be pretty awesome. Even if you're a guy who's getting one date a month or one date every three months, 10xing that is 10 times better, isn't it, than where you are now. So our coaches help you do that. They bring you to that level. We have our TED formula that helps you attract more women. We also will be helping you with your appearance, optimizing your look, helping you with your dating profile, managing your whole schedule so you go out and talk to more women. We help you with beating approach anxiety if you're too scared to go talk to women. And it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 75 years old. And We literally just signed up a 77-year-old into the coaching program last week. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, we can help you. TripAdviceCoaching.com. Go there to learn more, and then you can do a free call with my team. We'll see if you're a good fit for coaching. We'll see if you think we're a good fit to coach you. It's a two-way street here. We have to make sure we're a match. And if we do find that we're a good match, we'll get you signed up. We'll help you join the coaching program. And we do have financing options. So for guys who are, are you know, making less than 50000 a year, who struggle a little bit more financially, 
As long as you have a good credit score, we can help you with financing. We can get you a loan and we can get you into the program. We've had plenty of guys we've been able to do uh, that with uh, in the past few months because we just started the financing program. So check it out, tripadvicecoaching.com to learn more. Let's talk about the fourth one, the fourth quality. You are a look optimizer. <laughs> it's not the sexiest way I've I've put this before, but um, yeah, look optimizer. It's the best I could come up with, which just means you're optimizing your look. Now, it was it was last night. I was uh, I was with Megan. We were watching some Netflix. We just had our one year anniversary, so it was uh, it was an amazing weekend. We went away to a ranch in the middle of Texas, which was awesome. We just like we're like let's go to a ranch where we can do ranch stuff. So we shot some guns and we did some spa treatments and we did some very minor hikes around the property. We saw wild turkeys and deer running all over. Very cool. Anyways, I'm getting off track. We come home a little tired. We're watching some Netflix and uh, we're watching Queer Eye. If you know what Queer Eye is, that is a show on Netflix where five queer guys who all, who all specialize in different areas. Like one guy uh, helps with your style. One guy helps with your hair, one guy helps with your um, where you live, another guy helps with your kind of deep wounded issues. So maybe it was four or five. Yeah, one helps with cooking. Okay. So anyway, point being, watching the show, it's very interesting. These guys, they do such a good job. I mean, they really, they change the lives of some of these people. I mean, completely 180, right? So one of the things... And I'm getting to my point here because we're talking about look optimizer. One of the things is how they do this makeover on on the people. So they they just did a makeover on these five college guys. And it's funny because I looked at these dudes and I was like, you know what? I don't I don't know how they're gonna fix these guys up. And of course, that's not what they want you to think in the show. It's like, they always pick people where you're like, oh, they're never going to, how are they going to fix that person? And then they just do every single time. It's crazy. Anyways, five college guys, and they completely transformed their hairstyle, the way that they groom themselves. And these guys went, some of these guys went from like a four to an eight. I was just shocked. And then it made me think about, you know, I, I give a lot of that advice here on the podcast and on my social channels and especially in the coaching program. You know, I give, we give that advice of grooming and stuff. And once in a while, I, I'm not going to lie, I cringe to myself because I go, man, I'm saying this stuff about, you know, how you got to go to a stylist and get your hair cut properly and you got to groom yourself. And I cringe at myself because I go, is that obvious? Do I have to keep saying that? And then I see something like this on that show were these guys who are, you know, 21 years old, 22 years old, who don't groom themselves properly, or they think they do. They go, oh, I like this little mustache or this little chin hair that they think looks good, but it looks terrible. And so last night, this reminded me, I absolutely have to keep talking about this more because I think that there are guys out there who can be so much more attractive if they took their looks more into consideration. If they were a looks optimizer, 
or a look optimizer. Constantly optimizing your appearance. So what does that mean? That means that you're always working on your grooming. You're always working on your hairstyle. You're making sure that you're keeping up with it. You're going to a stylist. Now, why do I say stylist? Because listen, you get what you pay for. You go to a a supercuts, they're going to do what they're, they're going to do. But you, you just spend 50 bucks or 75 bucks, which might sound crazy to some of you, but you spend that on a person who really owns like a, a nice boutique shop who knows what they're doing with hair and style, who has studied this stuff hardcore. And there's a reason why people pay them a lot of money or more money than your average supercuts, right? Like that person is going to do really well for you. Now, I know, I get it. There's some people who like, dude, I go to a Supercuts, I spend 15 bucks and they trust me, they do a good job. Great. If they're doing a good job, keep doing what you're doing. But if you don't know where to go, don't start there. Go to someone who absolutely knows what they're doing. Work on that. Work on your style. Style is, is to be honest, it's something that you're always going to be researching and studying because styles change. So what looks good now might not look good in five, 10 years. And so you're going to have to keep up with that a little bit. But I want you to be a guy who enjoys it, right? This is, again, we're talking about the seven qualities of a highly attractive man. I want you to enjoy that a little bit. I know that some of you guys don't enjoy that. To be honest, I used to enjoy that way more when I was in high school and college. Now catch me in my 30s. I don't care about it as much. I mean, when I say that, I mean, of course I care about it. I work on it. I'm always working on it, but it's not like this super interesting thing that used to be super interesting when I was like in high school, when I was just like obsessed with like looking good all the time and da, 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 da. Now I kind of understand everything. So I'm not researching all the time, but I'm doing enough to keep up with it and always optimizing my appearance and my style. So, I mean, again, you know, it's something that I've already done so much research on that I don't need to keep up with it as much. But the point is, is I'm still keeping up with it. Soon enough here, I'm going to completely remove all my wardrobe and start from scratch. So I'm going to be putting a lot of effort to it, into it soon. And, you know, for me, again, it's maybe the same idea as you. It's like, oh, there's times when I'm like, man, this is not that fun. But I'm going to find the fun. And I'm going to work on it. I'm going to make it fun for me so I can continue to be a look optimizer, which is something you should be doing so you're always looking your best. It's not like a one and done thing. If that is a quality you have, you're always going to look your best, which in turn is going to make you more attractive to women. The next quality, charismatic. Have you heard this before? Charisma, a guy who has charisma. What does that mean? I like to uh, define it simply. Good with people. Good with people. That's what charismatic means. So if you're a person who is good at being social, generally is able to get people to like him, I would say someone that makes a very good first, second, and third impression, you'd be a charismatic person. Someone, when they meet you, they go, huh, I like that guy. Or at least they say, I respect that guy. I want to be very careful here because we can easily get into nice guy territory. A lot of guys think being a nice guy who's just always very agreeable and trying really hard to get people to like them and doing anything they can is charismatic. It's not. And I think there's a fine line 
there is a fine line because, you know, there's a lot of qualities and maybe someone who's charismatic that might seem nice guy, right? But it all depends. But I think that charismatic is someone that is good with people and people respect that person. Okay, so, you know, if a guy walks into a room and he starts talking to people and all the girls really like him, he's really charismatic with women, but when he talks to the dudes, he's kind of like a douche, he's not so cool. Is that guy charismatic? Barely. He knows how to work a room, he knows how to attract women, but that's not a charismatic person. Charismatic person can really work a room. He walks in, he walks in with confidence, he socializes, he knows how to have conversation with people that make the conversation interesting enough where he can walk away from nine times out of 10 people being like, yeah, that was a cool person. That was interesting. I'd like to see that person more. You know, there's times in my life where I've met people where they rubbed me the wrong way, but I'm, I'm a guy who gives second, third, even fourth chances at times. And it was by maybe the third or fourth time where I go, okay, that, that guy's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think I like that guy now. Or that woman, you know, okay, okay, you know what, I like her. But I think about that. That person's not very charismatic. Charismatic people give off good first impressions and continue with that, right? If you're a person who's really good at first impressions, but then it goes downhill from there and the next time you meet someone, they're like, eh, I don't, I don't care so much for this person anymore. Not very charismatic. And again, not that everyone has to like you, but I would say everyone should at least to some degree respect you. Your coworkers and colleagues, your family, your friends, your network and the people that you meet, your friends' friends who you're meeting, and of course, women. So how do we do this? I actually have a whole module where I go over everything related to charisma. It's in my program called Irresistible Academy. If you want to get a free trial of that, you can get my Hooked program at getherhooked.com. It's a $47 course that you can go through and you get a free trial of Irresistible Academy and you can learn how to be more charismatic. So that's for the people who are really, really interested in that. But some tips for now is being charismatic means you're able to talk to a person, enjoy the conversation, enjoy the things that you're saying, but also showing some interest in the other person. Striking that delicate balance Right? If you're a person, for example, who just walks into a conversation, it's all about them. You're talking at people, not with people, not charismatic. On the other end, if you're a person who goes into a conversation, super shy, not really offering much, more just asking questions, not really part of the conversation, doesn't say anything of interest, you're forgettable. It's that nice balance between the two that makes you a more charismatic individual, where you can add something to the conversation with confidence, but also show interest in the person that you're talking to and asking them questions, while also maybe making light and, and having a few witty jokes and really being in the moment and connected and present in the conversation. Add all that stuff up, boom, you're a charismatic individual. And women will fall over you if that's who you are. So think about how we can practice more charisma. Here's a tip or a hint. 
You got to be involved in more conversations. Charisma is a skill. It's not something you're born with. I'm telling you right now, no one is born with charisma. I believe it is a nurture versus nature kind of quality. Okay, that means that if you're someone who has always grown up with like a big family and people around and you were well socialized and you went to a good, uh, not a good school, a, um, a school that had a lot of people in it, so a large school, all those things, you have more opportunities to learn charisma. But if you're a person who wasn't very social when he was a kid, stayed at home a lot, played a lot of video games, didn't offer yourself chances to be social, you're going to have to work on it more. But guess what? Again, it can be worked on. Putting yourself out there more, having more opportunities, you can turn yourself into a charismatic individual. I would say I was, if we had to be on a scale of 10 being super charismatic and zero, not at all, I was a little lucky. I think I, I think I grew up with a little bit of charisma. Nothing crazy though. Maybe a four or five, maybe a six on a good day up and through college. So I, I was 22. I probably had a six out of 10 on the charisma scale. But that's a 60%. Needed a lot more work because I was decently charismatic with the people that I knew. But when it came to meeting women for the first time or being in large groups of people or speaking to large groups of people, oh, no, sir, I was not charismatic at all. But I put myself out there more and I learned charisma by failing, by taking risks, call back there, right? Putting myself out there as much as I could in social situations. Now I put myself at like a nine close to a 10. And I'm not trying to be arrogant here. This is something that I worked very hard on to show you also that you can work on it. You can put yourself in a position to work on it. Charismatic, by the way, doesn't mean that you've used alcohol to help you. When I was in my 20s, from about 23 to 26, I barely drank any alcohol, like ever. <laughs> you know, maybe like a couple concerts, I'd have like a cocktail or something. But when I was socializing, learning how to meet women, I wanted to be actually charismatic. I didn't want to be charismatic only under the influence. So I really took time to learn that. Again, that's a, a tip for you where charisma is best learned, not under the influence. Something to think about. All right, next in line, assertive. Assertive. So someone who is assertive is someone who what? Who takes action. This is also connected in the family of purposeful, success-oriented, I would say that assertive, it's kind of meta as well in the sense where we want you to be assertive, but you also want to be assertive in all of these qualities that I'm talking about. If you're someone who takes action, so again, that's why it's not risk-taking. It's it, That's why it's different. I have this as a separate quality. It's because you can be assertive in things that are not risk-taking. So assertive is just taking action, being proactive, whether you're being purposeful, whether you're taking risks, whether you're being success-oriented, whether you're trying to optimize your look, whether you're trying to work on charisma. It's like assertive is that quality that helps give fuel to everything I'm talking about here. Technically, I should have talked about this one last so it can really tie together nicely, but I do have one more. But either way, the next one I talk about is still going to have to do with someone being assertive. 
What's the opposite of assertive so you can understand this even better? Passive. Women don't like a passive man. Passive also doesn't get you too far in life. It can get you okay. It's like the opposite of of good and great. So people like to say, you know, what is the enemy of great and it's good? So you need that extra push to really be great. Some people just stop at good. And I think that there's a lot of people who are not assertive in life, who maybe get to a point where they're good enough, but it's not great. Or their life, which just a little bit more work could be great. You could be more charismatic. You can look better. You can be more successful, more purposeful, take more risks, be more attractive to women if you have a little bit of that fire. And I think you do, because if you're listening to this episode right now, you clearly want some sort of results in your life. So there's some proactivity here. You're going, hey, there's this podcast, talks about being better with women, personal development. I'm going to listen to it on my drive, on my workout, on my walk, wherever you are. So I like that. I already like that about you because you're already somewhat assertive. But let's take it to the next level. Assertive might also be, okay, we're going to take this information that I'm learning from a podcast. Again, I know this is very meta, bear with me. And we're going to actually utilize it in the real world, in my life. I'm going to use this. That's the next level of being assertive. We're not going to listen to stuff and just go on with our day. We're going to make actions. We're going to take notes. We're going to do things. So where are you going to use this stuff? Where are you going to be proactive? Where are you going to take action? Because let me tell you something right now. This is your life, my friend. No one is going to do it for you. We had our mommies and our daddies help us, maybe to a point where it was unhealthy. Maybe you were, you're 25, 26 years old. You're still living at home. It's not helping us. Maybe they helped us to a point, but now we have to grow up. We have to be men. We have to be more assertive, more proactive, and do the things that we need to do to become an adult. Like, I remember, I mean, up until I started trip advice, my dad was paying my uh, car insurance. I was like 25 years old. He sent me an email and he said, okay, I'm done paying your car insurance. You're old enough. And I was like, no. But then, you know, I finally realized, oh God, I'm 25, 26 years old. What is this? What am I doing? I got to work harder, right? It's like, I got to do whatever I need to do in my life to work harder so I don't have to be sucking the teat of my parents and being on my own, which is going to now segue very nicely into the next one. Last, certainly not least, financially independent, the seventh highly attractive quality. You got to be financially independent. You have to be on your own or work towards being on your own. I've said before in other episodes, the idea is you are living alone in a in a nice place, or at least if it's not the, the most amazing place in the world, it's decorated nicely. I've seen people who have studio apartments that look awesome. So no excuses here. The idea to be financially independent, you're making your own money, you're paying for your own life. Women do want to be with a guy that can support himself. So 
I know a lot of you are already there. You're like, oh, I'm good to go there. Some of you are not. Work harder towards that. Be a guy who understands finances, who understands how to invest, how to invest in himself, how to invest in making more money, how to invest to have a nest egg later in life, or be investing in places to make more money now, investing in yourself. Whatever you need to do, there are so many resources out there. I learned how to work my finances, I think it was 10 years ago, maybe nine. Too late in life, I'll tell you. I didn't even understand what the stock market was. Like I knew what it was, but like how did it all work? Way too late in life, but I learned it. I took a good six months and I just dove into every book. Like I did the Ramit Sethi book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And I did some Dave Ramsey stuff. I actually got coaching. I went to a place in Chicago that would coach you and teach you about finances. Like, what does it all mean? What's a stock? What's a bond? And if YouTube was as awesome as it is now, I would have been just going on YouTube and researched a bunch of stuff there. So you have lots of resources to learn how to be and become a financially independent person. Reddit has a good subreddits. There's one called FIRE. That's a little bit different. That's uh, financially independent, retire early. Not saying you guys should be on that route. That's a very, very intense uh, savings route. But hey, you know, you browse a subreddit like that, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something about what it means to invest or to, you know, build more wealth. So I'm not going to be that person to teach you, but I am going to tell you, it's important. You need to have that. I do talk about it a little bit in my book. I do know some basics, but I would rather you not hear my basics right now. I'd rather you actually take that step, be more assertive, call back, and do a little bit of research into that. Now, guys, don't get too overwhelmed here. I know there's a lot here. Oh my God, I got to be more charismatic. I got to be assertive. I got to optimize my looks and style and financially independent. I got to be more purposeful in my day and my week and my quarter and my year. I got to take more risks. Ah, fuck all this. I'm, I'm out. This is a lifetime of tweaking and work. Okay. It's not something that's going to happen overnight and that's totally fine. So take one of these and work on it for the next couple of weeks. See what happens. Because I bet when you do, you're going to build some self-esteem. You're going to feel really good about it. You're going to go, that was awesome. Cool. I put myself out there. I'm learning how to be a little bit more charismatic. Awesome. What can I do next? What was another one on that list? Optimizing looks. Okay. Let me take a week and just watch some YouTube videos, go on Pinterest, look up some styles, buy a couple new things. Just, or maybe you you have some of these down. You're like, oh, my looks are good. I'm definitely assertive. I'm financially independent. I've definitely success oriented. Ah, my charisma needs a little work. Great. You pinpointed something to work on. Point is one step at a time. Take it one step at a time. You don't need to rush. As long as you're doing this, you'll be good. Think about this for a second. There's 12 months in a year. I listed seven qualities. What if you focused on one of these every month for the next seven months? Seven months is not a real long time in your span of life, is it? Not really. It's three quarters of a year. 
But then when you zoom in, you go, wow, if I just focused one full month on each of these, that is a lot of time. You just spend one month focused on one of those. And then, wow, in seven months, in less than a year, you're going to be well on your way. Now, we do have a coaching program that helps with this. We can help you work on all this stuff and do it for you and speed up the process so it doesn't take seven months. Instead, it takes like a couple of months. TripAdviceCoaching.com. Go there so we can give you your one-on-one coach to help you with every single one of these things so we can speed track it, fast track it all the way to you being your most attractive self. So you have options. Now you know how to do it on your own. You have coaches waiting for you to work with you at tripadvicecoaching.com. Either way, I want you to be successful. Let's do it. Does that sound good? This is a great episode. Really enjoyed this one. Really enjoyed talking about this. I hope you took notes and I'll talk to you on the next one.